Welcome again to Relative Reaction. Hello, hello. As always, I'm your host, Travis. I'm um, Brian. And we thank you so much for listening in and joining us yet for another week here. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm hello pause there, I'm, I'm wondering, did you forget your name? Did you forget <laughs> the, the concept when we introduce ourselves at the beginning? Let us know, hey, this is who we are. I was taking my slipper off and trying not to have it smack the dog or something, you know. I'm just kind of trying to figure out what was going on there. <laughs> no, thank you so much for listening in. Thank you for um, all the, the wonderful talk and feedback and all. I do apologize. I did not get the show last week posted up on social media. So for those of you still listening and hunting it down and going into the actual Podbean host site, I appreciate it. Y'all are amazing. Um, I am so sorry about that. I had a slightly, slightly chaotic um, parts to my week as we'll go in here. Uh, (laughs) But no, that is completely my fault. I do apologize for not being up on the on the social media posting and reading everything and not not posting. That was my (laughs) fault. Sorry about that. I'll make sure this week it's all fixed up. Back to normal. Back to our usual. Uh, I wouldn't say there's not too much normal about here, but yeah. Yeah, okay, that is, that's pretty accurate. Yes, I would agree with that 110%. Um, with that being said, the social media we're talking about is our Facebook page, mm-hmm. Relative Reaction, our Twitter page, Relative React I1 at, uh, on our Twitter handle, and then you can even email us, Relative Reaction 2018 at gmail.com. All those social medias, even though it may not look like it because we forgot to post, they are actually still checked, though, and constantly monitored yes so sorry about that <laughs> um how has your week been i guess we'll start with that i had um a really 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 awesome week because i got to spend three straight days with you so that's a mama's dream oh <laughs> check me out <laughs> and going to see our favorite podcast besides this one um was amazing we got to go see them live down at the improv and it was awesome loving you jimmy and james yes that was an amazingly fun time and i'm so happy i got off the work it for was, that it was too. so much it was fun. worth it in every possible aspect of it they are definitely what i aspire to be and i hope that here one day that'll be us taking on that tour having y'all come out and see us and laugh with us like we got to laugh with them and talk with them and just it was so much fun they are hilarious it was it was amazing i loved it which if you do like comedy and and our podcast i highly suggest um the one podcast that i will give credit to is small town murder by jenny and james i will highly I don't mind giving them the publicity of saying, hey, go listen to them. No, I don't at all, because they are so worth the listen. They are. But that was really fun to get to go see them live. And anytime you go to the improv, it's always going to be a good night. Yes, it was. Like, that's always a start. Like, you know, whatever you're doing, you're already off to a good start because it's mm-hmm. going to the improv. And they definitely did not disappoint. We got an amazing dinner yeah. beforehand at a place right across uh, right across the way. That yep. was a super good meal. We got to just relax. It was beautiful weather to be Stroll walking around. around. A little. It, was it was fun. A great day. I had a wonderful time. It Starbucks, really so, you know, all's good in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It was a really good day. And like I said, it was, 
I laughed so hard for that little over two hours. Yes. That my stomach hurt afterwards. That's how mm-hmm. hard I was laughing and so much I was laughing. It was. It was so good. Um, and then, yeah, Saturday, uh, we did a bunch of housework, uh, got my fence officially up, yes. and, up and going. It's all there. Looks uh, and good. Got it all trimmed. The yard all trimmed up with mm-hmm. it. I cleaned my whole house. Uh, I got it looking all amazing and perfect just for it to be ruined again. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes. You act like you own animals or something. Oh, right? <laughs> and speaking of those animals that I own, my Lucy, she had a calf surgery last week. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about that. And she went through surgery good. Everything went great. She got her stitches. Has never had an issue with it before. And this is the third time she's been in surgery. Earlier this year, and then when she was younger, too, to get spayed. Mm-hmm. Every time, perfectly fine. Never fights the stitches, never does anything mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to. She's very, very good about that. Well, apparently this time, uh, when we all went to sleep one night, she decided to get at them and got at them good. Uh, yes. Good enough to remove some of her stitches. So by the time I was able to get home from work, I had to be up at 3.30 that day. Was at work at 4.30, came home to see literally the inside of my dog, which is disgusting, by the way, when you can see the organ, and that will gross you out. Yes. Agreed. So, needless to say, an emergency vet trip down to the local animal hospital was definitely mm-hmm. in need. Yep. Mm-hmm. We went there. They looked. They didn't get her on the scale. They literally looked and went, oh, my, that's what you mean, and took her straight back because that makes you feel all the better, by the way. Yes. No fault of their own. They're just being on. But that definitely doesn't make you feel good when you go in there and they just go, oh, that's what, oh, we didn't think that bad. Yeah, let's take her back now. Okay. When we found out you were allergic to uh, penicillin, that's the way it was. I took you in to show them the rash, and I was getting ready to take your little little snuggly off so I could show them the rash and they were just like took you out of my arms and it's like we'll be back I was like oh shit yeah like, that's always the thing like, oh my that's I don't like good. that <laughs> so there was that and that was a wonderful wonderful day I finally got out of there at about 11 p.m um mind you I've been up since 3 30 that morning so that was a great like 22 hour day by the time all well, was done and finally home <laughs> they had to restitch her up they gave her this train that's in her for at least I think till Thursday is when it's going to come out now. I don't know. It's going to be in there for a couple of days, and it makes her literally leak constantly, which why they don't put a bag on it. I don't know if that's not a thing with this. I, I have no, no idea. idea. But you That's would beyond think, my medical yeah, expertise there. exactly. I, Perhaps they can't. I don't that's know. That's why I said not dissing them for that part at all because I have zero idea what's yeah. going on. She came. He brought her over to visit me, and my kitchen looked like a, a blood spatter pattern something from dexter yeah so that's wonderful right now so on top of having a dog with a giant cone and she has no idea how to walk in it which is hilarious <laughs> she likes to keep her head down and you cannot with a cone so she keeps stuck sticking herself and My- she has she's one of those dogs that are like constantly sniffing things i'm thinking it's the beagle winner she's half beagle half lab and with that cone it just um not really happening my wife now has to take her out to go to the bathroom. Not because we're nervous for her or anything. She's going just fine. Everything's back to normal. Uh, because she keeps getting stuck on rocks with her cone. So Carmen now goes out with her so she can unstick the cone as she's going. Poor sweetheart. Yeah. 
So she's she has that going for her. But with that being said, there's now drops of blood in my car, all over my house, on my carpet that I just got all nice and cleaned up over the weekend. Uh, Not for floor. nothing, but last year for Christmas, I bought you a covering for your back seat just for Lulu that you never put in. Just saying. Hey, I didn't expect the blood scene. I expected the travel <laughs> days and fur. Yes. So there's nice little blood spots just everywhere I go right now, which is amazing. Not really. So there's that. But she's all, like, so she has a drain. She has all kinds of staples and stitches and all on her now. Yeah. Get it re back to normal. And hopefully, hopefully, in two weeks, we will all be over this. And we're just going to go from there. God, I hope so. She's a tough little cookie. Which, by the way, emergency bill or emergency vet means higher bill. And <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start owning, have ownership in that animal hospital that's near us. I'm going to start buying shares. The year of 2019, I've given them a lot of money. That's all I'm saying. They like you. I have supplied them with many, many dollars they over the year of 2019. like you. <laughs> They, between sir, them, are going to treat you to a drive-thru, your choice. Between them and then my normal vet where the surgeries happen, they yeah. have been... I have put much, much money into all of the animals this year. Uh, but what are you going to do? <laughs> They're worth it. Did you see Animaniacs has come back with the original voice cast? No! Yes. I did not. Animaniacs. Yes. That is the one. <laughs> I did. I used not. to watch that growing up, so yeah. I'm kind of intrigued by it. Oh wow! There they was. had the kind of humor where, as an adult, you could still watch it and be like, <laughs> yeah, "They did. They had definitely a humor that transcended." Yeah. You can get stuff out of it as an adult or as a child and still get the same enjoyment out of the show. Mm-hmm. I got to go Friday though. I got to go over to a place called Fright Farm. Which I haven't been to a haunted house in probably ten years, and I finally got to go. We went. I went out with a couple of my friends, and it was so much fun. It really. It took two and a half hours to get through. They have like five attractions all attached to each other, so you basically wait for your number once, and then they kind of you wait in the line once, and they go through all. Go through. All it took us like cool. over two hours to get through everything. Damn near two and a half by the time it was all That's said and awesome. done between all five attractions. So. It was. It was a lot of fun. And unfortunately, I'm sorry. I don't know if it just wasn't scary or if it's just me. I didn't really get scared. But two of the people I was with definitely did. And that made <laughs> my night worth it because I just laughed for the whole thing. Well, haunted houses are very special. That was the first date for me and your father. Way, 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 <laughs> way back then. 10th grade, I think. Yeah. Those new houses back then are now the haunted houses. Yeah. <laughs> Those are now the ones like, oh, this is a great haunted house. But no, that, so that was really fun. I, I was happy to be able to get to enjoy that after so many years of not oh, having yeah, been to I one. It was a lot of fun. the last time I've been to one. I highly recommend it. Like, it was great. I did get to see pictures online of a cruise ship that set a record through uh, in Greece. No. Going through the super narrow canal. Ooh. It is the largest ship that has ever been through there. Oh. And it, I mean, you can see the pictures. I'm going to have it to look at so those. It is so close on either side. And they have like 900 some passengers on board. And they're just oh. all of the decks just watching. Close enough to where if you were 
seriously on the deck, you could have touched the rock walls oh my of the canal. Crazy. So props to that dude because they're not dead. So hey, you know yeah. what? High five. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like your dad that time in Belgium with our big ass ram truck. Yes. And where we had to pull in the very much so. And except and the this is a giant cruise ship. Same type of circumstance, though, yes. Yeah, that was fun. Fun. Good times. Good well, times. That's a, a time. Times. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you remember last week, we were talking about, uh, we got a suggestion about music and trying this out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep it up through at least, like I said, at least the month of October. By the end of the month, we'll kind of let you know if we're going to continue sure. it or, or what the feedback is. And with that being said, obviously, I messed up and didn't post. So make sure you're giving us that feedback, though. Uh, this week as well, uh, and throughout the month on what you think of this corner that we're going to call Travis's Tunes for now. All Still right. kind of a work impossible. For right I now, like we're going to go with Travis's Tunes. With it being episode 69 this week, we're going to go on to 1969. Oh, God, the year music, baby. Yes. Top song was Sugar Sugar by the Archies. <gasps> Great That's song. one of my favorite But sugar, will sugar. that be my... Oh, I, it probably would have been mine because I freaking love that song. Now, see, everybody knows like Pinball Wizard by The Who came oh, out yeah. that year. Um, there were some really catchy ones, Come Together by The Beatles. Come Together. Fortunate Son by <gasps> CCR. Yes. God, I love CCR. Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty Springfield. Son of a Preacher Man. Or even the ever-catchy... Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Sweet Caroline. Which was actually playing in one part of the Fright Farms I went to. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, so many great, great songs. Oh, I'm going with Sugar out. Sugar so far. And there are many others that I'm not bringing up, by the way. If you did, oh, I, if you delve into yeah. the year of 1969, it really was had amazing, amazing songs that came out. And so many others, like Year of 25, 25 I believe, was that year. Um, a bunch of songs that really oh, came sure. out that year that were very popular to this day are still played. However, one of my top ten songs just of all time for me mm-hmm. came out that year. So for me, this week wasn't as much as having it down between two, as much as having it between, oh, man, there's a lot of good songs, but I, I already kind of knew my pick for 69 because it's one of my top ten songs of there, my, there my entire There was just no list. competition. And that song uh, came out that year sung by Tommy James, and that's Crimson and Clover. <gasps> Crimson so that's my 1969 pick. Over and over. Which, like I said, is one of my all-time favorite songs. That is a songs. good tune. And that Very came out that tune. year. So I didn't have too much too much trouble picking the the top favorite. No, but I once did want to throw seen, a couple other names in there because there was a lot of good names that year. Yeah. Once I seen Sugar Sugar, I'd have been like, oh, God, yeah, it's done. Oh, yeah, I'm that was the top song. Yeah, that was great. I freaking really love was. that song. Well, we are on episode 69. 69 was the last possible TV channel in the UHF band plan from 1982 to 2011. Yeah. It's the number of characters Bill and Ted were thinking of thinking of when talking to their future self in the excellent adventures of <laughs> Bill and Ted. 69 is Tajitu, or as we commonly know it, the yin and yang symbol. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And let's just not forget to mention what we're all thinking here. The position 69. <laughs> like, like in sex.
I don't think that. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, nah. So with all the dirty, dirty out of the way, let's kick us off into our first story. What are we at doity, this week? Doity. Okay. Well, the music couldn't have came at a better time. Your Travis tunes. Oh, really? It's 69? Come on. Oh, you're talking about that. I thought you were talking about like, yes, the story. It was like, story it, had something to do with one of those songs. I'm like, really? I think 69 probably had to be the best year of music ever. Oh, Mm. Mm, I think so. I really do. I don't know. That's that's a hard, hard question. Because there are definitely some years that stick out. I, oh wow, that's a hard question to think about. That is a pretty kind of kind of. A, I definitely think sixty nine. I just do. Okay, my first story is called "Feeling Hot, Hot, Hot." Ow. Okay. Another tune. Yeah. Not 69. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> He's got a lot of At 51, a British wedding planner died after eating a fish cake that was so hot it burned his throat and caused his airway to swell. Like fresh hot or? Fresh hot. Well, was he drinking the fry oil with it? I don't know. <laughs> Some people. Holy shit. Yeah, that would be your dad. That's the way your dad's going to go. Have Holy you ever shit. seen that, ma'am? I will I will take something fresh out of the oil and set it on the plate, and he'll pick it up going, this is a hot. I'm like, well, duh. <laughs> that's going to be your dad. I just, I'm, that's, that's, wow. But the very unsad part of this story is it took 12 hours for him to pass this way. Damn. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. That's a whole lot of... Did you say the unsad part of the story? Because I feel like that's the sad part of the that's story. That's the sad part. Yes, it is. You it demonic is. fuck. Yeah, I am. I didn't mean to be. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. the sad part of the story. That's harsh. <laughs> that's a lot oh, of But the funny part is it took him 12 hours. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. He's a wedding planner, so they were like, you know, testing out little samples of things for wedding and one was a fish cake and it was so hot it literally So do you burnt. think he pre-planned his funeral or someone had to live up to that? Uh, his partner who is also a wedding planner if I remember the story correctly. Okay, see, I guess that's okay because I'm just thinking like, I don't know, I wouldn't want to have to plan something for a planner. Yeah, that would be difficult. I mean, I guess the funeral, they can't really bitch about it, but... No, what are they going to say? I mean, really, you know, I'm just wrong. The coroner likened the damage to his throat like that of somebody who dies in a house fire. That's wow. the accum accumulation, they said. Now, this gentleman's partner had taken him to the hospital earlier that day after he ate the cake and was complaining of discomfort, but they just gave him some pain pills and sent him home. But the coroner has come to the hospital's defense because a lot of people were like, well, why didn't the hospital do something? He was there. Uh, but to their defense, the coroner said that you couldn't see the true damage to his throat without, like, you know, I mean, a coroner, of course, has much more license to open up well, and yeah, see. Yeah, I guess he's Yeah. Not. So they said that it could not have been seen without an extreme exam. Yeah, without setting something down your throat to look at. Exactly. And I guess so, like, that's not necessarily your first first task to do when someone comes to the ER of complaint. Unfortunate. And it was it, it does sound painful, twelve hours. It does. It just sounds so weird. I couldn't imagine dying because you ate something that's too hot. 
Yeah, they said that, uh, you know how, like if you ever get uh, uh, something and it swells and it just keeps swelling and before you know it, you look down and you're like, geez, I must have really hit that good. Well, that's like the inside of his throat. It just kept swelling and swelling and swelling till he literally could not breathe. That's so weird. Yeah. Which brings me to a question of everyone. There's two ways, and everybody falls in one of these two categories when you eat something that's just way too hot. Okay. Do you mouth breathe it? You know, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, do that little dragon, yep, dragon yep. breath. Or are you one of the people that immediately, like, inhale and, like, don't make any noise? Because it's always, like, one or the other. It is. And I am a mouth breather. I'm like a dragon. I I put my hand over my mouth and I go, that's what I do. Because I just feel like it's either you you have to exhale a thousand times or inhale a ton. You're always one of those people. (laughs) But this is just to warn y'all that you can eat something so hot that it literally kills you patience is a virtue yeah if somebody could please teach my husband that <laughs> just wait a damn second <laughs> it will be fine if you only knew how many times his finger got smacked with a spatula i could believe that actually <laughs> i wouldn't know what to do if he didn't come up and like start eating something right off the stove i just wouldn't know what to do Think something's wrong? I would. I'd be like, honey, what's wrong? Are you okay? (laughs) Well, my first story of the week is going to be Stopped Chop. Okay. Now, I know you're probably wondering that in the beginning, am I really that ashamed of my braves? I didn't bring that up in my talking points. Um, And yes, partially. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. I mean, you started with the Falcons. I mean, well, I mean, you have their ultimate loss of that Super Bowl. But even this year, they've been an embarrassment. Then you had the Bulldogs right after this happened with the Braves losing 13-1. to A number three ranked Bulldogs Mm -hmm. lost to an unranked South Carolina Gamecock. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Georgia. Anyway, with that being said, I'm wondering if the Braves lost, which there was a Terrible, terrible game five loss. It was my least favorite team in the league. Uh, Was it maybe karma coming back on them? Well, see, the South Georgian Republican leaders are blaming the Atlanta Braves blowout loss in the NLDS on the team's decision to distance itself from the Tomahawk Chop, which, as we all know, is a giant thing for the Braves. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Sorry. Now, the reason is because it's in a deference to the St. Louis Cardinals pitcher who's a member of the Cherokee Nation. The Braves did not distribute foam tomahawks before Wednesday's deciding game five, though the club still played the music associated with the cheer. However, the Braves still lost 13-1. Ryan Helsley... The Cardinal reliever that's the member of the Cherokee Nation told the St. Louis Post during uh, the series that the tradition in Atlanta was a misrepresentation and devalues the Native people. I think it's a misrepresentation of the Cherokee people or the Native Americans in general. It just depicts them in a way that kind of cavemen type people who aren't intellectual. There's a lot more to them than that. It's not me being offended by the whole mascot thing. It's not. 
it's the about the misconception of us, the Native Americans, and it devalues us as we're perceived in a way or uses mascots, the Redskins, and stuff like that, is his argument, this St. Louis pitchers. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, during and after Wednesday's loss, conservative active Georgia politics called out the team for banning in the foam axes. The state representative, Trey Kelly, wrote that the Cardinals' first inning outburst was karma for the unjust and rash decision to do away with the foam tomahawks. It was rooted in gamesmanship, and and we allowed it to distract us from going into a critical game. <laughs> I think it was a lot more than that. Possibly. <laughs> Apparently, uh, to make amends for the tomahawk, the Braves just decided to let the Cardinals win. He also tweeted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe don't ban the tomahawk chop next time. One tea party organizer suggested the franchise rename itself to the Atlanta Snowflakes. <laughs> um, but after the initial comments, the Braves said in a statement that the franchise takes seriously his concerns and is a work to honor and respect the Native American community through the, out, throughout the years. The team pledged not to use the chop-related graphics or music when Helsey was in the game. So, they said our organization sought to embrace the all people made from cultures in Braves County. We will continue to evaluate on how we activate elements of our brand as well as the in-game experience and look forward to a continued dialogue to those of the Native American community as the season comes to an end. And it came to an end very, very abruptly. Oh, it, it came to an end about two seconds into the game. But this is the first time that I can that I know of that we did hand out those phones on the house before yes, a game that was a big game. Toma. Tomahawks. 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 I almost suddenly went Midwestern. Well, on Thursday afternoon, more than 3,600 users had already signed an online petition in support of the Chop and Chant. <laughs> and they're still saying Chop on and everything like that oh, in yeah. there. Chop it like it's hot. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it's just another reason that uh, we lost was a little bit of karma there. Maybe. Maybe or... Or maybe it's just because every aspect of the team sucked. I like to think of it as karma. Okay, you can. Yeah, ha- I have to think of something Offense, better. Defense, pitching. Yeah, I get it. We yeah. did not oh, do great. No, Mm-mm-mm-mm. even my Freddie Freeman. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, we all. And then McCann retired right after the game. They after sixteen or seventeen the game years though. Over. He may he may have been wishing he did, but I just I don't I don't agree with I agree with being nice to you know opposing players and not you know right I I do appreciate that part of them, but I just wish we wouldn't have made such a big step so quickly and rapidly. And no, that does not come down to the end, the end of the day of why we lost. No, but I do. I don't believe we I'm one of those. keep the atmosphere through the rest of the game. Right. I'm one of those people who truly don't believe in good luck, bad luck. I believe you make your own luck. And uh, unfortunately, they just all well, suck at shit. the same time. Everybody has, like, bad days. The people that play sports, they just unfortunately, the entire team had one. Yeah, that's pretty much Atlanta's MO. Hey, I said this. I want it to be known that I called this out when we first clinch the tie the clinch the division or our our division where we were gonna be playing in the playoffs. I called it on this podcast saying I can't wait to see how I'm gonna be disappointed and what wonderful way they'll fuck it up this year. 
I stand by that statement, and look what happened. My Bulldogs just happened to do it the very, like, next day. It sucks being from Georgia. I want y'all to know that. We were really close to the Florida line. Perhaps you should have went the Florida way. No! God, no! Ew! All right, all right. That's gross. It was a suggestion. That's disgusting. (laughs) Have you not heard any of the Florida stories we brought up on the podcast? Gross. Well, I'm a Bucko fan, so I feel your pain. It's true. I I just I want something good going for me. The Suns, I like them in basketball, but they're not. Uh, no. They're their own worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. I got the Penguins. They're not doing bad. Go Pens! Yay! Only because my Thrashers, who I, when I very first started watching hockey, I liked the Penguins and the Thrashers, and then they disbanded the entire team and moved to Winnipeg. Yep. So even that has a sad note for me. Yeah. God damn it. Well, before we get more sad notes and more wonderful stories, probably from Florida, I want to go into package thoughts. What do we have this week? Yeah. To Today we have the Epic Bar. This is a protein bar. Oh, these are your favorites. Yeah, this one better taste good. I'm, I'm. I was looking up issues with protein bars. I do. I was looking up like, uh, what people have said about the bar before I tasted it. They said it is supposed to taste. This is what one one uh, person said. It tastes like a soft lemon cookie with a little bit of a chew. Okay, we do have the. Oh, lemon. it definitely smells proteiny. God damn it. Oh, I don't want to. See, wanna... I just smell lemon. I smell pledge. Yeah, it does kind of smell like I just dusted, huh? That's what I smell. <laughs> it does smell dusty. Definitely chewy. I just had to peel it off my teeth. It is lemony, though. Very lemony. <laughs> Almost to the point of being tart. Wow. Wow, that is le- My l- cheeks are, like, puckering. Wow. Epic, man. What... Woo! Okay. These bars are Oh, That wow. was such a sour. I really want to spit this out. Um, Why? We'll give them this. No! It doesn't have a protein bar flavor. No, but dear God. But I'm pretty sure. How they get a soft lemon cookie? Lemon. What the hell are they eating? No, I get the, the, the lemon cookie. I, I make lemon cookies. It don't taste nothing like that shit. It does. It has lemon in it. This just has like an entire lemon mixed in with everything else. Wow. That's no, no, me no likey. It's not like. I'm going to give a piece to my dog. <laughs> It wasn't horrendous. It was just so lemony that it was wow, like puckering. Just a little word. Don't get it. Besides that, <clears throat> this epic company was started after its owner decided to go vegan for to become more healthier, and the opposite happened. He had some health issues from going vegan. Really? Yes, that's very wow. common. Very common for people. But anyway, so we started Epic for making meat bars. That's what they're known for. They just started the fruit bars. They're okay. known for meat bars. They have like chicken bars and beef bars. Yes, I've seen those like out and about before because they always have like uh, elk ones, ostrich mm-hmm. ones, like ones like that. So, Bison. Um. 
Okay, Epic, I'm, um, hmm, I'm going to try to put this nicely. Um, no. Maybe your other products are better. Yeah, just no. Maybe no, the meat ones are good. Mm, They're jerky ones. Maybe, because the fruit, mm-mm. Maybe other fruits good because some fruits I would be okay with if it was overpowering. Well, they do lemon have six... is a very yes very hard fruit when you're over overpowering. They do have six other flavors in their fruit. Now they have a just a, a lot of meat based ones. I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty sure I am gonna have great smelling breath for like the next year though. It's gonna smell like lemons. I'm not because I I'm gonna throw up. Oh, epic! Stay away. Just, just calm down with the lemon. Little, I didn't like it. It was much. super chewy. Well, I mean, I, I'm okay with a chewy bar. And I still got protein bar taste. How? Cause I do. No, because you want it to. I don't like it. It did have a protein smell. It doesn't have a protein bar taste. Oh, don't let her talk gosh. to you like that. No get. It smells like pledge and probably tastes like that. However, it has no protein taste. I'm just snick, sticking with like granola bars and shit. Okay. Granola's good. What? Granola's good. Oh, I thought you said granola. Why are you sucks. getting defensive on me, man? <laughs> I was ready to bow up. <laughs> I thought you said granola like sucks. I, I was like, oh no, he did. You, you know me. <laughs> I eat granola bars all the time. I love granola. I have them in my pantry at home. Yeah, I do. I love granola. <laughs> All right, but I'm sorry. I'm just uh. okay <clears throat> for my second story. <laughs> if I could make it through without barfing, <clears throat> the greatest place on earth? Question mark. Yes, Disney World has apologized for stranding many a passengers for several hours on a Saturday night. On its new aerial cable car system. Just opened up and, um, yeah, about that. <laughs> they have yet to reopen the ride and they're thinking they may not. Really? Yes. How much money do you think goes into building a ride like that? Oh my gosh, I couldn't even begin to imagine. With cable cars, because you have to put that all over the park because the cable cars go everywhere. So what was wrong? Like, did it just stop? Moving? They, the machine is set to shut down. If something doesn't completely connect, it senses a malfunction, so it completely shuts down. Which is an awesome safety feature that they now have on. Yeah. On great, these great rides idea. and shit. Right. It just happens that there were quite a few cars up there, so. And they could. They don't have any like override to go check everything and. You do, but you have to manually manually do it. And in order to do that, they first have to check it because they can't just, you know, go and do it manually and then there be some kind of something wrong. So they have to check the entire ride before they can manually start it up again and do it. Huh. It's kind of weird. I mean, I get it, but I just don't understand why that took hours. Yes, it did. It took a long time. Several people had to crack open the emergency kits that are located on each of these cable cars. They have an emergency kit on the cable car? On every cable car for just such an emergency. Well, that's kind of frightening that they planned for this. Well, I mean, it's better to plan ahead than 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because a lot of people, after spending several hours up there, needed water. I, I, so I believe that. These little emergency kits have a bottled water and such, so... It's, but no injuries were reported at all. Nobody was injured, which is a great thing. So, but uh, there's been no public word yet from Disneyland, but I'm sure there will be. Oh, I'm sure they would do something. Yeah, they're going to oh, do something. Oh, yeah, of course. But it's a good thing that nobody was hurt. That's always a good thing. Because Disney World. Is Disney World the Florida or the California? I think Disney World's Florida, right? Y'all are about to hear how stupid we really are. I know. I can. Ne- I never know the difference. I get that I know shit mixed up. People like, how do you mess that up? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I've never been. I don't pay attention to what. The- it's a goddamn Disney. <laughs> yes, but I mean, well, either way, California or Florida, the temperature was good this day. But could you imagine if they were having like one of our hot days? Oh yeah. And you're stuck way up there for hours. Could you imagine? That would suck. Yeah, it would not be fun. So, at least it was a nice day. Not that you want to be. Yeah, but imagine how good these people are going to compensate it because Disney's loaded. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to get, like, of course, tickets to come back because, you know what I mean? Uh, Like, I'm jealous. If this shit would happen to me when I went to Disney, I'm jealous. No, see, I don't want to be stuck on a ride, and it's not like... Oh, this isn't even a ride. I wouldn't be ride. scared. It's a cable car, whatever. Or the heights, or nothing like that would bother me. It would be the boringness. I would be like, "Oh dear God, I'm dying of boredom." Hell no. I would. I'd be like, "Hope y'all don't mind. I'm smoking on a Gonzola." I'm, I would check my Facebook or whatever. I take a nap, <laughs> and I get compensated greatly. It sounds like an amazing day. <laughs> Or Disney. Well, over into my second story this week is going to be holy guacamole. All right, I like guac. The only thing extra about this avocado that I'm about to gonna tell you mm. is the size. All right. Now, there is a wine family that landed themselves in the Guinness Book of World Records after growing an avocado weighing 5.6 pounds, setting a record for Jesus. the world's heaviest ever avocado. Holy shit. Now, the previous record was 5.5 pounds, also in Hawaii, by a different person. They uh, told, the family told CNN... That's a whole lot of guac. ...that they got the seed from their brother-in-law, who had taken it from his parents' avocado tree in, right in Oahu. From flowering to harvest, they took, it took roughly 10 months for the avocado to reach its maximum weight. While it was still in the pot, it was pulled out twice by her son... And we didn't even think it would survive, but wow. it did. When we planted it in the ground, we never did anything to it except for some trimming every now and then like you normally would. They said the process for applying Guinness took a lot of patience, but so did growing the fruit, so it kind of pays off. After a three-month waiting period, Guinness accepted their application, and after that, they had to send the evidence of the record that they were trying to beat. For us, it was... Having experts and witnesses available at the time for weighing the avocado along with a certified scale. We also had to fill, have everyone fill out witness statements along with videotaping. Once the evidence was set in, they waited about another three months to hear back, and that was when they heard that they officially had the world's largest ever avocado. The avo was about the size of my 12-year-old son, Pokini told the CNN. 
Um, after documenting its size, the family used it to make just a ton of guacamole. They were able to make enough to feed about 20 people with this one avocado. Or usually, me and my niece, Tony. Love you, babes. Well, usually this takes about 10 avocados to make that much guacamole. They did it with one. Just just the one. That's awesome. Are there pictures of it? I just want to see how big. I mean, have you ever... Holy shit, that looks like a watermelon. Yeah, it does. It straight up does. I mean, wow. could you like, think of the seed and all in that. Oh my god, the pits. I mean, have you ever picked up an avocado at the store? They're like palm size, you know, yeah. like hand size, and they're so size light. Of an avocado. Yeah, they like weigh nothing. I guess there are, um, like the this, I don't know what to say, like this strain of avocados that they're considered like the world's largest avocados, like this style of avocado. And they weigh like just under four pounds, and they're going to Australia. Wow. And they're called Avazillas. I've never even heard of them. Uh, and they're given that name because they're about five times the size of a normal avocado. Is it naturally, or are they like... It's something in Australia, like this thing of avocados. They actually sell them in stores. Uh-huh. A lot of times in specialty stores, they cost about $8 an avocado. Whoa! Yeah, but it is about five times the size of a normal one. Sure. Sure. But the Pokini family isn't stopping at the new world record. They said they have plans to grow more massive avocados when the harvesting season starts right around the corner in December. That is cool as shiznick. I think it's cool that they ended up making enough guacamole to feed 20 people with that's, one that's, avocado. That's a whole, That's crazy. That's whole a lot, lot of guacamole. Guac, baby. Oh, how many avocados do you have to get? 10, 20? No, one. Just, just the one. Just the one that looks like my... 12-year-old head. <laughs> it did look like a watermelon. It, it straight up looks like a watermelon. All right. Y'all know what that means, folks. Oh. I don't know what kind of accent that was. Nobody knows what kind of accent. Hey, somebody out there is claiming it. No one wants to claim that. <laughs> All right, for my last clip, I have an awesome story that you, sir, are going to love. And we're going to have to make this happen one year. Best festival ever, according to me, because this would be my kind of festival. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm de- you've definitely captured my interest. This year is the 15th anniversary of the Fantastic Fest. Fest, fest, fest. Is it because you didn't do the stupid last clip shit yeah okay is that all right with you no not really well it just sucks to be (laughs) you then eat your avocado and shut up all right it is the largest genre film festival in the united states it focuses all on films of horror and cult Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I so want to go to something like this. That would be cool. Yeah. Where's this at? Well, over eight days, you get to watch 80 new feature films and, on an average, 75 short films. All horror and, and cult films and things of that nature. Wow. That sounds That's like... That's a binge-worthy festival right that there. That is a week for me. I would love it. Anyway, they uh, offer some of the weirdest cinema that there is to offer. 
in the way of you can get like if you're like in the the uh, 80s chop you know oh, what I mean? wow, like the like... gore and stuff or if you're into the spooking it's so, so awesome they just haven't broken down into any kind of thought you could have yes I would love this. I would love this. They also rate the best new horror film of the year. Okay. Uh, it's already over for this year. Comes out at the end of September. So where it's is a, it at? Uh, this time it was in Austin, Texas. It switches every year. Oh, really? Okay. It was well, Austin's it's, definitely a good spot because that South by Southwest happens in Austin right. and a bunch of other film fests. It's only ten dollars a ticket. So that is That's nothing. Not bad. No, is that not for early at all. Days? But you must be yes, you must be twenty one or older to get into this festival. That's even better. I agree. That means I ain't gotta worry about fucking kids. No, you ain't gotta worry about kids screaming. Ah, that's scary. Yeah, get I your kid to hell out of here. Drink and enjoy it. <laughs> I think to me that sounds like so much damn fun. So what was the number one film that they chose this year? Oh, the number one film this year. Oh, gosh. They've been Belgium and French for a couple years in a row. Uh. Uh, because people come from everywhere and, like, put their film in. Oh, yeah. I mean, And, it's and like... get rated. I can't remember the name. Gosh, damn it. I thought I would remember it, so I didn't write it down, which is my usual. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I usually do. Hmm. And I didn't because I thought I would remember, and I never did. No, cut them up, chop them up. Okay. Yeah, you know. But they, like, a few of the films you've actually heard of that have been rated through them. Like, one oh, of them sure. was Wrong Turn. Okay. When that one came out. Um, now, the last few years in a row, they've been French or Belgium, for some reason, has been the stronghold in the horror genre. Hey. Martyr. Cool. A lot of you true true horror fan films have heard of Martyr. Interesting. Do they? When do they announce where they're going to go next year? I don't know. I looked on their site, and it still has all the information from the For last this. one. So. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. I, I think it's freaking awesome. I would go to that. Hell that yeah. sounds to me like eight days of pure heaven. No, that sounds heaven. pretty fucking fun. Horror show. After horror show, after horror show. That would be. I would like that. That would, would be a very interesting, that. such a different festival. Yes. Than any other kind. And we can guarantee your wife and your father, my husband, are not going to go with us. No. They will not be there with us. Carmen would laugh. When I told her I was going to Fright Farm, because <laughs> the friends I went with were like, "Well, will your wife go with us?" And I said, "No, but I'll invite her." <laughs> and she sure invites out there. I told her uh, her exact exact text to me was ew gross don't get murdered love you. <laughs> or no it wasn't don't get murdered it was try not to get murdered. Love you. That was her exact text to me. I was like, "Oh, all right then. I think it's just going to be me." <laughs> My husband would watch some of them. But he has, like, a limit as to some things he won't watch. When it's realistic. He cannot yes. do... If there's anything that realistic. in his head comes out as realistic, he ain't watching. Like, Hostel, I freaking loved him. No. He's like, no! And because I made him watch Hostel, 
we were going to go visit Ireland while we were over there overseas and stay in a hostel. And he was like, never, 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 never. I'm like, nobody's going to sell your body parts. Let's go. But no. I'll stay in a hostel. I think it'd be cool. I thought it would be cool to like have a group to go stay at a hostel and then watch the movies. Hostel. Oh, yeah. There's about three of them now, right? I think there is, yeah. Wouldn't that be like a fun like oh, yeah. go through and have like that triple feature every you know, the group stays in the hostel and you watch it all together? I would love it. But that's the way my defense mind works. No, I would love it. I'd be right there with you. I wonder where you get this shit. <laughs> well, my last clip of the week is going to be move your meat and lose your seat. <laughs> a sixty one year old man from Tokyo's Auto Ward was recently arrested by Japanese police for allegedly stealing some bicycle seats. Oh, Oh, okay. I know you're thinking like that's okay. Different, different. Well, it but starts hey. out as this is a his own bizarre way of taking revenge for having his own seat stolen last year on his bike. Earlier this month, you're 61, dude. Grow the hell up. Earlier this month, Akio Hartori was apprehended for the alleged theft of a bicycle seat on August 29th. Surveillance camera footage showed him casually removing the seat of someone's bike, placing it in his in the basket of his own bicycle and pedaling away. Unfortunately for him, the victim called the police and they started investigating for minor theft, thinking, okay, just stole the bicycle seat. Right. You know, your basic, what you would think of. However, when the officers identified a Tory and raided his house last week, uh, they only expected to find the seat that was stolen that they were investigating. Right. They found a stash of 159 bicycle seats. Dude, talk about holding a grudge. The story of how an old man came into possession of such a large collection of bicycle seats is even more bizarre. Because apparently, the 61-year-old man had his own bike saddle stolen last summer and was so disappointed that he wanted others to feel his pain. So instead of reporting the theft, or at least trying to identify the thief so he could exact revenge on them, the Tory turned into a serial bicycle seat thief himself. What an idiot. I had to buy another bicycle seat after mine was stolen in the summer of 2018, <gasps> he told police. After that, I started stealing out of revenge. I wanted others to know the feeling. Well, it is nice to know <laughs> that the United States does not corner the market on idiots. Right? That's nice. That's good to know. I just... Could you imagine the poor police officer who thinks it's like this easy routine... Dude, just, he did it yeah. right in front of security cameras. This is going to be nothing. Right. Whatever. You go in, you get into his house already, you get, to get that seat back, you know, show, hey, we got you with minor theft, blah, blah, and just coming across 159 fucking bicycle seats. The thing that got me is they probably, when they first heard it, probably thought it was a younger person. Oh, I'm sure. And then to see the video and see this older gentleman on it. Yeah. You're like, well, that's different. And then to go over and get him thinking he's got one seat. He holds a grudge for some reason against this particular bike and go in and see 100 seats. Yeah. They opened an investigation, obviously, into his petty crime spree. Uh, and they uncovered surveillance videos of him swiping bike, bike seats pedaling through Tokyo with them piled in his bike, like in his basket, in his bike. Ding, ding. He managed to amass the collection of 159 seats in his home, uh, which if you look, if like you Google the story or whatever, you can see that the police officers neatly arranged 
like a <laughs> photo to show all of them to the media and all. Um, a tr- his trial date is yet to be set because obviously now it is no longer minor theft. This will right. be a whole on trial because he stole this and he did this 159 times. He's got issues. And what I love is that whoever did this is as OCD as me and organized all these seats <laughs> by color. I love it. So it starts out as the lightest brown in one corner and the darkest black in the other corner, and it slowly goes up. So it looks really cool. I'm thinking if you come out of work and you go to get on your bicycle to go home. And you have an and you have episode no... <laughs> where there's a screw going up Either there. Either that or you look first. <laughs> And you're like, son of a bitch. Not only do I have to walk home, but I have to push a bike with no seat along with me. Yeah, that is really... That would suck. You can't even be like, oh, shit. Well, I'll take the bus. No. I would just be doing the bicycle where you're like standing. Yeah. (laughs) But then what? No, I wouldn't want to take a chance. What if you hit a bump and you... I... No. Hmm. What kind of bumps do you hit that you need to sit down immediately? I don't... I just... I just... No. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable. (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, I don't think anybody's going to feel comfortable with those seats on their bike. (laughs) Those seats are already uncomfortable enough. I think the last thing you need... If there are anything like some people who ride their bike like to work and ride it for, for real, you know, not just occasionally or for recreational... Some of those seats are extremely expensive. You can get those gel padded seats so they're more comfortable. Yeah. And they're super expensive. So if he stole one of those, I'd be like, bitch, give it back. I just, I want to know what, like, 12 year old mindset. He's 61. I know. That's what I'm like. Where have you went in your life that at 61, <laughs> you got pissed off because at 60, someone stole your bike seat? Yeah. So you decide, you know what? Instead of getting mad, just being an asshole, doing you know, holding them to the, every extent of the law you could to find the person. What do you do? No, no, no. I can one up them. I want others to feel my pain. For what? They didn't do shit. Cause you're a sixty-one-year-old curmudgeon. Also, chances are, the people whose bike seat you're stealing don't steal bike seats because they have their own fucking one. Right. That they sat their ass on to ride. Mm-hmm. Agreed. This is probably not even them. <laughs> I just, I just could... It's just nice to know that uh, the U.S. doesn't have the market on idiots. No. It's really nice. It's really nice. No, that is a universal thing. Mm-hmm. I like it. That is something that is everywhere there is stupid people. <laughs> I can't believe. I don't know. I just, I don't know what goes through your mind. I, never in a million years. And I've had my bike stolen from me when I was younger. I was probably 14 or 15 when I had my bike stolen from me never in all of my anger and distress and anything like that have I ever thought you know what I want someone else to feel my pain so what I'm going to do is the exact same thing 159 times over imagine how many do you think do you think he would have ever stopped if he wasn't caught no no like if that person didn't happen to know there's a camera out there and went I want right. to. I want to find this guy and no, there's you know, no I way wanna he would have. I want to him and charge him with petty theft. Because honestly, for a bicycle seat, that's a lot. So you're probably thinking, how many people just right? You're probably thinking, eh, screw it. I'm just out of bicycle seat. I have to buy another. No, no, I don't think he would have stopped. No way. Mm-mm. Eventually, his house is going to be full of bicycle seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the weird part. Sure, sure. You know when he opens up a bicycle seat shop. Where'd you get all those? 
Collect well, we can we can rest assured he does not have company coming over his house. They would have a plenty of seats. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Kind of proud of that one. That's good. That's good. Well, that is all I have this week. I wanted to end on a nice, funny note of bicycle seat theft. That is 159. I wanted to be the poor guy, the poor cop that counted that and just kept counting and counting and counting and go, holy shit, we're still going. When you're grouping them off by, you know, hundreds. I'm just thinking of those poor officers going, wow, holy shit, that's a, that looks like a lot of seeds. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know where he had them at in his house. I have no they said idea. They found him on his house, so I'm presuming they're probably all going to be semi together, like he's. Well, doing we can with them. assume he lives right outside of Tokyo or right inside of Tokyo because yeah, in he's that a bike rider area. Exactly. So we know the places are extremely tiny. Yeah. There's you're no the big, big sprawling houses around Tokyo. No, you're so. a big city, and an old man like this is single. I would so start hanging them up on him. the wall. Wouldn't that be a, like a cool little conversation piece? Yeah, how'd you get them? Uh, stole them. And then he turned cool instead of an idiot. They'd be no. like, dude, you stole Nothing's for cool. art. Why would you put just a bunch of bicycle seats on it? Like, that wouldn't look good. That would look weird. No, I think it would be conceptual art. I like it. You shouldn't do art. Uh, no, I think I should. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the art I see, maybe you're onto something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> But that's all I got this week. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, I'm sorry if I got a little spacey. It's it's definitely been an interesting interesting week, and we're recording this at the ripe old hour of like 4 a.m. So yay! <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> but we're making it work. <laughs> no, let us know what you think of this week. Let us know what you think of the stories, uh, especially of that. Like I said, that little Travis's tune section there that we're trying out through like the month it. of October. Let us know what you think. If you want us to continue that past the month of October mm-hmm. and make that a new official segment into the show, or if maybe you don't want that, or maybe you have some idea to, to tweak it, better it, let us know. Um, if you want to go above and beyond, go over to that little icon where you listen to your podcast then. Uh, it says a little Apple Podcasts or wherever it may say right there. If you give us a five-star review and a comment, mm-hmm. that helps us so much. And I just always like to throw that in because you truly don't know how much that helps us and how much we appreciate that. Five but we also appreciate you just joining in every week and listening. Oh, that means yeah. the world to us that you want to join in and listen every week. Right. Um, I absolutely love it. As always, we are huge animal lovers, even when they do continually stress us out and take us to the animal hospitals and emergency vets. We love them anyway, so make sure you all control that pet population. Stay new to your pets. And some of your bike seat stealing relatives. Yeah, there you go. I like it. That's just old, angry curmudgeon. Thank you.